Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical bill expert, finding savings can seem impossible. Well, HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. So start saving with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I am strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful and I will always outweigh if you feel it put your hands in the air show some love to the new while you're there let's take it one day at a time cause you and I outweigh hey outweigh fam Amy and Lisa here and we have a treat for you it's just me and Lisa today (laughs) so it's been a while since we've done just an episode me and Lisa, the OG Outweigh Girls. Uh, we love having guests on, but we also love just talking about things in our life that are going on. And in case you didn't know, or maybe you do know, or you missed it somehow, but Lisa is with child. <laughs> <laughs> She's pregnant. And so we're dedicating this episode into what Lisa's been experiencing and you know, food and body type stuff that comes along with being pregnant. So, hey, Lisa, good to see your face. So good to see your face. And we'll, of course, just want to make mention that, you know, as I've been pregnant and spent more time following different types of people, I've, we've be- also become increasingly sensitive to the women out there that are trying to conceive and having difficulty. So if for whatever reason this episode isn't for you right now, we totally want you to respect what's 
healthy for you. As we dive into this conversation, we don't want anybody to feel excluded or made to feel badly as we talk about this topic. Yeah. And, or it might be something if you feel like you can listen to it that you'll have in your back pocket with some of the things that are being shared, you can lean into them later if they come up for you. Or I'll be sharing some stuff from my side of things where I spent many years trying to get pregnant and was never able to, but I still had certain things pop into my head about what would happen to my body when I do get pregnant and what am I going to do to make sure that I stay this size or like I already had a plan and I wasn't even pregnant or I feared certain fertility treatments that may cause me to gain weight and just kind of the thoughts that were popping into my head that weren't necessarily where I wanted my headspace to be. Yeah. So I think this episode will just really talk about the unspoken conversations and fears and thoughts that women are truly having before they get pregnant, as they're trying to get pregnant, during fertility treatments, and once they are pregnant. Well, I'm sure we'll have a follow-up to this postpartum. I've seen so many incredible conversations about postpartum and the journey and the fourth trimester, as they call it. And I'm really glad these conversations are happening because that's kind of where you stop caring about the woman. It becomes all about the baby. But we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves and not allowing a lot of negative things to become normalized. So that's what we're exposing. So let's start with you, Amy, and those fears that you had around maybe fertility treatments or getting pregnant or both. Oh, I feel like anytime I was at the doctor and they were talking to me about what we could do to increase my chances of getting pregnant, the first question out of my mouth was, is it going to make me gain weight? (laughs) I mean, that's like all I cared about. When I was trying to figure out a way to, you know, create life and carry it in my stomach and then, you know, grow our family. But yet the first question I was asking, and maybe that wasn't like the first thing I was saying out loud to the doctor, but it was certainly the first question that I had in my head. I'm sure I was uh, disguising my (laughs) disordered thoughts for sure by throwing in some sort of question that made me sound like a concerned mom uh, (laughs) or a concerned person for my body. But then really at the forefront of my mind was, you know, you you hear these stories of, oh, I'm taking these shots and I'm taking these pills and it's caused some hormonal changes and I'm gaining weight. And so naturally that caused a fear in me of like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. Now, ultimately, we decided pursuing fertility treatments beyond Clomid, which is basically a pill you can take that makes your eggs more attractive in layman's terms. But we didn't take it any further because we decided to pursue adoption. And that wasn't because of body stuff. It just more was a the decision that was going to be best for our family when we looked at how much we were going to spend on fertility and then what adoption looks like. And we did have an interest in older children and not everybody has that laid on their heart. And we thought, well, if we have that on our heart, then yeah, maybe we don't need a newborn baby. We can take in older children that need a home. Well, we did go the domestic adoption route just to clarify, we were going to adopt a newborn domestic baby but we were still trying to get pregnant at the same time. And then we just shifted gears completely to older children from Haiti. And now we're parents of two amazing children. And when they got to America, they were seven and 10. And yeah, I was now a mother of two and they didn't care about my weight one bit. <laughs> but you had to do rapid 
get your mom stuff together to learn how to best show up to almost teenagers to set a positive example. You know, you're not just doing breastfeeding or formula. You had to really like fix or begin to heal your own relationship a lot more rapidly (laughs) because of their age. I think that they were a huge reason why I did finally get on board because I had been suffering from an eating disorder and disordered eating habits for years years. And I had tried all kinds of things, but I, it's almost like I, I had to have the right people in my life at the right time. And then the commitment and the determination to really put in the work. But I feel like, well, Lisa, you were one of the right people at the right time, but I feel like Stevenson and Stashira were the right people at the right time too, because now I had this responsibility and I could clearly see myself passing my disordered behaviors on to them And so I am thankful that I started to get true healing a year into having them so that I didn't project more onto them. And my daughter, she's old enough to see the change. Like she was 10 when she got here. She's 14 now. And she, she knows the, how I was with food when she arrived and she knows how I am now. And trust me, she much prefers the way I am now. They were motivation to mature in this area and grow and try to be better. And fertility for me was relatively easy and I had no idea what that was, that journey was going to look like. However, just going through it a little bit allowed me to understand how stressful it is when you have that one shot per month, which is 12 times per year. And each time you're not getting pregnant, the stress that begins to accumulate of, is this working? Is it me? Is it him? Is it us? Is it, what is it? And then throw in, okay, we have a fertility treatment option, but it's going to involve hormones and body changes. I just want everybody listening who's possibly in that camp, who's having those same thoughts that you had, Amy, is to recognize that you're not alone having those feelings and you're not a bad woman or one soon to be one day mom or anything for really struggling with, will this change my body and am I okay with that? And it still doesn't come with the guarantee, even if you're taking the shots and your body's changing and you're doing all the right things that you are going to get the outcome. So I feel like that could just be really unsettling for a lot of women to say, okay, well, is this worth it for me without that guarantee even? Yeah. I think some women may struggle with the the fertility part, but is it worth even maybe you'll get pregnant easily. Maybe they're not even having to entertain fertility treatments. Maybe it's just the thought of literally getting pregnant because am I willing to change my body to give life? Yeah. And, you know, I think that this this conversation for me is a little bit interesting and I want to have somebody on who is struggling through pregnancy, honestly, or has struggled through pregnancy with body image. I think that I'm having a really enjoyable pregnancy at this point because I did a lot of that self-work where I really unidentified from my body, number one, meaning my worth doesn't come from my body. Therefore, I find change exciting. And part two, which is really important to acknowledge, is my own thin privilege in this pregnancy which is a very different experience from conversations that I've had with many, many people who either started at an overweight weight or gained weight rapidly during their pregnancy. So for me, all the conversations around going to the doctor and outside strangers have been positive. And there's something to say about that as well. But 
it's really important to recognize that a lot of women are going to the doctor and their doctors are cautioning them to not gain too much weight or to slow down the weight gain. And those aren't really conversations that are helping the mother really return to her highest power and her deep knowing of what she needs and when she needs it. So for anybody out there that is having a negative experience, I just want to let you know that you're seen and even if your doctor is having these weight conversations with you, which are making you feel really shameful, I hope that you can take a second to recognize that as the mother, you know what your body needs and no one knows how much that is. And there's no perfect weight gain formula. Yes, we have recommendations of what we should gain per week or whatever, but you got to trust that your body and your signs are working for you and really try hard to, and I know it's hard, you shouldn't have to try hard, but to know that you're doing something freaking amazing and any moment that's being robbed from you because of either outside comments or inside comments is stolen time away from what I have found to be a really powerful way to connect to a really deep sense of knowing and female power. And so I know you're talking about what people might hear from their doctors, but I think we should tie in what people hear from just either coworkers, other people, Mm. family members. I feel like we could carry over, you know how we try to encourage people not to just comment on people's bodies. Well, that includes pregnant women, because I think you can find other things to say to them if you want to acknowledge where they are. But I think sometimes it can be like, whoa, when are you due? Mm. Or you're huge. Mm. Or are you having twins? Or I mean, I don't know, insert whatever comment it could be. And really, the person doesn't mean any harm because clearly, you know, you're pregnant and you may know that your belly is wherever, <laughs> wherever it is sticking. But I mean, people just have comments. And I think that we need to start eliminating those from our... Oh, 110%. And I remember the first time somebody said to me, oh, are you pregnant? And even though it came with some sense of excitement for me, it was also a little bit surprising because I haven't had somebody comment on my body so bravely in years. It used to happen a lot to me when I was really disordered and I was super hyper-focused on fitness and, you know, I was really proud of my muscles and my definition and all these things. And people would say, wow, you're so fit. And that really was quote unquote validating to me that I was on the right track of those things. You know, since then so much has changed where I really don't get validation from body comments and I've worked hard to disassemble that. But when anybody commenting on my body, positive or negative, it just takes me a second. And I've had to, I wouldn't say learn because I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I haven't figured out the best response to people commenting on my own personal body. So even just hearing somebody say, oh, when are you due was just like, oh, okay. Like you're looking at my body in a way that is, I don't know, like you're just, you're looking at my body and you've taken information and you know something about me that I haven't told you. (laughs) Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know how to like explain it. And it was very, very early on, but it was kind of just like, okay, this, this is interesting. How is this making me feel? What do I want to take away from this? And Evan and I, my husband, I remember I saw my brother and my brother said, wow, you know, you look really pregnant. And Evan and I left his house and I said, it's just so weird to have my brother comment on my body. And I know that it's a nothing sentence. It has no meaning to it, but it's still for me is like, can we just say 
nothing? Can we just say you look radiant? (laughs) You know, how do you feel? Can we actually turn it into a question maybe so that we aren't just projecting you look glowing even on somebody might not feel so good when they feel like they're going to throw up or they feel like they're having a bad body image day. So I think feel like the best tip we can kind of give here, even just to like not say anything would just be bring curiosity into it, but not with the assumption, by the way, that somebody is pregnant because there are many times that somebody says, when are you expecting? And somebody's not. I never want to put myself in that situation. So yeah, I'm just eliminating that from, I I don't think I would ever just randomly ask somebody that, but you know, it's happened. You probably know someone it's happened too. It's just not cool. But, But even if you're inquiring if they're pregnant or not, maybe you full on know that they are pregnant, but you're making a comment on their size or the size of their belly Mm -hmm. or whatever. I just want to make sure that we put that under the umbrella of like, that is still commenting on someone's body, even though it's very aware, you're very aware or they're very aware that yes, they look very pregnant. They don't need you to remind them. Yeah. And whether that's, are you carrying twins or, um, you're right. (laughs) Or are you carrying, you're carrying high, you're carrying low. I mean, there's all these things that personally have made me feel uncomfortable for really no reason other than stop it. (laughs) Like just, just stop it. Like I don't need your assessment of how I'm carrying, you know, maybe this, this has nothing to do with weight, but gender where you may say to someone, oh, you're carrying low, it must be a boy or you're doing carrying this way, you're going to have a girl when really you don't know at all. You have no clue and you don't know what someone else might be processing when they hear that. What if they really are hoping for a girl and now you brought up that it's a boy and you don't know their reason for wanting it to be a girl and I'm sure they're going to love their child no matter what, but you don't know their whole story. For the sake of this, I could just make something up where it's like maybe they had lost a child before that was a girl and they really want another little girl or they already have five boys and they're really hoping for a little girl. Like you never know someone's whole story. And the one thing that I I wish I knew about pregnancy before, honestly, Amy, is that I thought once you're pregnant, like you're golden. Like all my friends who have been pregnant before, I thought it was, you know, after you make your way out of the first trimester, you're having a baby, period. Like your life is going to change. And for the mother, I assume that that comes with excitement and assurance and really just only looking into the future positively. But really from the second you are possibly pregnant, that you pee on that stick, from the second you pee on that stick and it says positive, you are filled with anxiety, doubt, fear. There's a high chance of miscarrying. Um, Maybe you've miscarried in the past. And there's not one moment in pregnancy where you feel secure that the baby's safe. And it's a really strange thing because I just, again, thought that it's just like you're pregnant or you're not. Not that you're always carrying this fear that something could happen to the baby along the way. And again, I think that that's something that we don't realize that moms are, or soon to be moms. I don't call myself a mom. Um, I know some people do, but that expecting moms, we don't realize all the anxiety that they are carrying and the burden that enters their mind every single day of, is this going to be real? And I don't know, for me personally, like I just thought once you're pregnant, you're good. And then you know, you're just kind of happy in pregnancy, but there's so much of mentally that happens. 
So I love traveling and coming home to my bed because it's comfy and familiar. I love crawling into it. Well, what if you could take your bed on the road with you so that way you got good night's sleep while you're on a trip? And it's not your entire bed, but at least your bedding, which is the best part. Let me introduce you to Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding. Now, Cozy Earth is travel-friendly and hassle-free, and the bedding comes in these adorable totes, which makes it really easy for you to take it on trips with you. They also have really amazing loungewear, so if you're on a long flight, you can stay cool and comfy with Cozy Earth's temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew, and it'll add a touch of style to your travel ensemble as well. So whether you're exploring stuff near or far, take a little bit of home with you. Cozy Earth has everything you need to turn every moment into pure bliss. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code OUTWAY at checkout to get 35% off. And let them know that we sent you after you check out. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Another topic I wanted to bring up is the touching of bellies without permission. I'm an offender, so I want to first admit that the first thing I would do, I think pregnant bellies are beautiful. I always have. And the first thing I've always done when I see a pregnant woman is like, ooh, can I touch it? I don't even know why. I'm not even a baby person. So we'll see how that goes once I have my baby, by the way. I don't know if you want to come over and babysit, Amy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) If you're good with babies, maybe. Kind of. Okay. I'm like not good with babies at all. I'm hoping this baby comes out like at three years old and just knows how to walk and talk and take care of itself. But I was an an offender of that. And now that it's my body, I will say that 
I don't mind people touching my belly the way I thought that I would because before pregnancy, that's always like my safe place. Like that's a very protected area, you know, even with a significant other. It's just, I think for a lot of women, that belly carries a lot of tension, anxiety, history. And I will say when people do touch my belly personally, I don't mind it. However, I think that we should unnormalize <laughs> touching people's bellies because we don't know how each woman feels, the trauma that they've experienced. It's a very difficult thing to say, please don't touch me or no, if somebody asks, even if it's a family member. So the one thing that I've really not liked about pregnancy is that I feel like other people lost respect over my autonomy, that this is still my body, my choices, my physical being. And in order to restore that, we really need to recognize that the pregnant person is not just carrying the baby, they're still an individual. And I feel like that has been lost. And that was a really big struggle for me and continues to be a big struggle as I get unsolicited advice as every pregnant woman seems to get. Yeah. Once you're pregnant, you open yourself up for everybody telling you all the things. That's <laughs> for sure. There's someone that you encouraged me to follow a while back and it's Sarah, the at the birds papaya. Mm -hmm. And just in case people aren't following her, she just went through the whole journey of being pregnant, giving birth. And now she's on the other side of that. And she's a very open book and sharing a lot of her experience and things she's been through. So I'm just going to throw that out as an account to follow on Instagram if you're ever looking for, you know, people that are in your a similar space as you are right now. And then obviously Lisa is still on her journey. She's not on the other side of it yet. She hasn't given birth yet, but you can follow Lisa too, which is just at Lisa Haim. And Sarah, the birth papaya, I think has been such a great example of I, she she still doesn't call herself plus-sized, I don't believe, but she is a much more real example of a woman going through pregnancy. This is her third or fourth pregnancy, and I, too, have really taken to heart what she said about people really applauding once you're pregnant and your belly's round and beautiful, and then how that applaud really dies down in the fourth trimester postpartum when it's like, when are you going to lose that weight? And I would love to have someone on to really discuss that challenge that I think a lot of women feel alone with. Yeah. Which birds papaya would be goals. So if anybody... <laughs> else listening happens we, to I maybe did know reach her. out to her before the baby and she was getting ready for the baby and I haven't followed up since then. So maybe we could circle back with that. Yeah, it'd be awesome to have her on. And then speaking about people on Instagram and, and being moms, I saw Jen Hatmaker put up this post. Some of you may or may not know who she is, but the Birds Papaya had commented on it, which is why I saw it. But I, I wanted to read what was put up, but then also talk about the conversation that was happening in the comments, which allowed Jennifer to go back and add something. So she had posted, I do not want to see a 105 pound model in a swimsuit ad to market to me. Nobody looks like that in a swimsuit. Normal bodies in ads. 46 year olds with five kids, normal. 
And then a lot of people landed in the comments of like, wait, but what's normal? I have kids and I'm 100 pounds. So now I'm not acceptable and I'm not normal. And so then Jen went into her caption and said, adding to my naturally skinny friends, that is your body, your home. It is wonderful. And the chosen template to set the curve. Most of us are above it. Quote, normal was a bad word choice. What I really meant was average. I'm sorry. So how about just more diversity, more representation, more age ranges, more inclusivity, swimsuits for everyone, which I don't know. This isn't, this isn't Jen's lane at all. She's an author and speaker on other things. So I think she was just, she put something up and then she took from the comments like, oh yeah, what is normal? There is no normal. Like we just want all kinds of bodies. Maybe you enter your pregnancy one type of body and you come out on the other side another type of body. Your body's still an awesome body. It's still your body. It's your it's done amazing things. And the bird's papaya back to that. I think she posted something recently like she was do part of a swimsuit line or something that's coming out to to offer that confidence to people. So I don't know. I was just thinking of, because Jen's a mom of five, but you know, your, your body's going to be changing no matter if you're pregnant or not. We're constantly flowing in and out. I don't know. I don't weigh myself anymore. At least I don't even know if I've gotten to tell you this yet because we haven't talked about it. Whenever we were talking with Jennifer Rowland, did I tell you that I went to the doctor and I weighed and I, I didn't, I asked her to not weigh me, but then the nurse was a little confused by it. And I didn't really use my whole voice and just say, well, no, actually you don't have to weigh me. But she suggested, what if you just turn the other way and don't look at the scale? So I ended up just getting on the scale, but turning away. And then I was like, oh, you know, I I didn't speak up for myself, but still I didn't let it trigger me. I was able to turn around. But for some people, the simple act of stepping on the scale might be triggering whether you see the number or not. I So I halfway used my voice at the doctor. One of our, that's fantastic. And one of our listeners actually sent me a picture of a card that she got. And I didn't take a picture of it. I regret that right now. But it's a card that you hand to your healthcare provider that says, basically, I prefer to not be weighed at this appointment. And I really love that because I have found and speaking to friends and through this whole pregnancy, I have found that it's really easy to lose your voice when you get to the doctor. There is a lot of intimidation, not because the doctor has done anything wrong, but I think the general nature of a doctor's office, you know, you want to be respectful. You want them to hear your complaints loudly. So you're a little bit more maybe compliant is that you are afraid to speak up even when you know what you want. And I've experienced this in pregnancy. I've had friends that have experienced it in labor and having something written with you, a card to hand is just a nice little tool. Amy, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen this? I have not. No, but I'm like, I want to get them. Yes. I need to find that message and share it on my story for you guys to see what, what it is about. But I think that it's really easy to lose your voice and your connection to self at the doctor, pregnant or not. And it's really helpful to do something every single day that connects you to your knowing. On my podcast, I had Serena Dyer on with a book she came out with called The Knowing. And that Mm -hmm. word has just been like stuck in my mind. So shout out to Serena. But the one thing I have found with heightened anxiety, heightened other people telling me what I should and shouldn't do, inability to articulate my needs at the doctor, all these different things is that all people, but if you're pregnant, 
take a few minutes every day to connect to yourself and to the baby in your belly and connect to that deep sense of knowing of exactly what you need that day. And I know it might sound like something you don't want to do, something you resist, like meditation. But I truly believe that every single day you need to reset that intention so that you can continue to protect yourself as you enter the world of all the noise that's going to come at you from what you should be eating to what you should be wearing to what you should be, you know, all of that. And it's just really helpful to take that moment to check in with yourself so that you feel really confident in not losing your voice. And Amy, even for you too, like even for you to check in, like how you kind of lost your voice at the doctor for a moment, you said, if you were so connected to this is what I need today, you would have had an easier time activating that in the scary moment. Yeah. And I think I caught her off guard. She said no one has ever said that to her before ever. So she didn't really know what to do. And I thought, oh, wow. You know, yeah, we just kind of march right in and they say something and we do it because it's like, well, we trust them. But really, it wasn't a necessary thing that didn't have to happen. And I, I had my voice for a minute and then I questioned my voice because nobody else had ever said that to her. And so I went along with the program. I just did it a little differently. Yep. And that's a great way to do it. You can always get weighed backwards. That's mm -hmm. totally acceptable in any healthcare setting. And I, I'm going to try and find that card and post that on my story so that everyone can see that. And we can maybe try and find where to find that as well, because I'm not sure where she got that. And the last thing that I just wanted to share about it was that I found out I was pregnant in December and it was around the same time I was launching Fork the Noise, Hunger and Fullness for the first time. And I was so confident in my material. The course t helps you hone in on the sensations that guide you to and away from food and so much more. And as I was launching that course, I started to experience something in my body that I'd never experienced before, which is not knowing how to best feed myself. And it was such a great teaching moment to really recognize that at every life phase, comes new obstacles. And that doesn't mean that you, for me, you know, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to be a good teacher. I, I was really thankful that I'm going through this because it's going to make me a greater teacher. And what I mean by that is in the first trimester, oftentimes you have to eat way before you're hungry in order to avoid nausea. And even though you technically don't need more food, they say, or more calories per day in your first trimester, the fact is eating was the only thing that made me feel like I wasn't going to get sick. And I had to take a lot of preemptive measures, which isn't necessarily, quote unquote, listening to my body or eating when I was hungry. But being my best caretaker meant getting ahead of the hunger. Like that was the biggest nausea trigger for me. And it also meant throwing a lot of what I talk about in my courses, that outer wisdom out the door. You know, there was a week or two weeks or maybe three weeks where I didn't even touch a green vegetable. You know, it didn't matter. Food just became whatever I could keep down to just feel okay for a minute. And that was totally fine, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think we also put a lot of pressure on ourselves that in pregnancy, we have to have this perfectly well-rounded diet. Of course, we want to eat lots of whole foods, but give yourself the most grace in the first trimester when it comes to this and just focus on surviving, putting one foot in front of the other and keeping anything down. That's the most important thing. And as I make my way through each of these trimesters right now, I'm in the second, I'm continuing to learn 
eating frequency, eating amounts, and my life, my eating schedule, quote unquote, just looks so drastically different than what it did before. And it looks different also day to day. I don't track anything. I don't write things down, but I think that it's really interesting to allow myself to be so flexible without judgment, to bring non-judgmental curiosity into, oh, that's so interesting. Today, you need a little bit more for breakfast where yesterday, like you were good on something a little bit smaller or a little bit less filling, whatever it is. And to just continue to show up to every moment with the ability to nourish and take care of yourself. And food has also become a little bit more fun for me too. Because with that increased sense of hunger or taste sometimes comes a desire to want to make things more delicious, which I haven't really had in a, in a long time for me. So I feel like it's actually allowed me to reconnect to food and reconnect to my body with those grounding principles every day, taking time when I wake up to not go on my phone five minutes to just put my hand on my belly and just connect to something else has been really positive for me. Yeah. Well, I think that's some wisdom, whether people listening right now are pregnant or not, like all of that stuff (laughs) that you just said. And maternity clothes, another thing that I just wanted to share. I feel like I could go either way on this. For the most part, I feel like you don't need to waste your money on clothing that's going to last you nine months. There's plenty of things you can wear during pregnancy and after. That being said, if you wear something every single day and you're just avoiding getting the right clothing that actually fits your body, I do suggest getting maternity. So for me, I wear leggings every day. Switching to maternity in my first trimester was the best choice that I made because these fit my growing body and have allowed me to feel good in them and show up every day feeling good. If you work in a more formal environment, maybe getting a you know, a skirt or a pair of pants or a few pairs of pants that again, support you because I think that clothing is an expression of how we feel and it can shape our confidence. And a lot of women avoid getting that maternity clothing or waiting until a certain trimester to get it. I'm all for, if you are going to be wearing something every day or frequently, that's a source of pride. You got to feel good in what you're, what you're wearing. And if that means investing in a few pieces, I personally have found and believe that it's definitely worth it. Well, before we wrap, is there any piece of advice, Lisa, that you would offer someone that's pregnant right now? The one piece of advice that I would offer to anybody who is pregnant is to just know that you are the one living in your own body and that makes you the master of it, the one that knows the most about it. And in those moments where you feel shaky about it, I want you to just remember that you are the only person living and feeling and knowing your body and your baby's deep needs. And the other thing, which is a little bit unrelated to body image and food, there's one piece of advice that has just been so comforting to me that I just want to offer to you, which is it's okay to change your mind. There's a lot of decisions that you need to make. There's a lot of ideas about what's right and wrong and whatever you choose. I want you to know that you can continue to change your mind as you get to the different stages of it. And for me, that has just been having that permission has really allowed me to stay present, but also move forward. This does involve quite a bit of planning. Again, uh, another piece of advice that I think could flow into somebody listening right now that may not be pregnant, just giving yourself that permission that we're constantly growing and changing and you can detour if that's what is going to serve you best. And then at that point, it's no longer a detour. It's what was right for you. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever read that book, Obstacle is the Way? Completely no. not related to pregnancy, but talks a lot about obstacles. Obviously, the title gives the what the book is about away. The obstacle is the way. You can either see something as an obstacle or when you don't look at it that way any longer, it's now the way mm. because that's the way you're going. And so for to what you're saying, Lisa, when you're on this journey and you hit those different stages, something may come up and you can either look at it as like a wrestle with it of like, oh, this wasn't what I had planned, I, but I really feel like I need to go this way. Well, then just go that way. And now it's your new way. Mm-hmm. So- And I also want to urge anybody who is pregnant to check in with themselves with either thoughts in their head or verbal thoughts that come out that are self-critical about your body. Words like, I'm fat, I'm disgusting, I'm a whale. I think that all this language that you allow allows other people to perpetuate it And it really steals from the beauty of what's happening. So if you have those types of thoughts, not that you're not entitled to have those thoughts, but can you check back in and return to a positive affirmation? I am growing a beautiful baby. Change is beautiful. I am carrying magic within my body. Whatever it is, just really take a moment to unnormalize a lot of the language. I've personally heard that thrown around from pregnant women before. Even before I was pregnant, I found it triggering. Amy, I don't know about you. I've always found Mm -hmm. that really triggering, especially because whenever I've seen a pregnant body, I see beauty. So don't give other people permission to speak about bodies that way and begin to challenge yourself and the voice in your head that is speaking so critically. Doesn't mean that all days are going to be easy. There are physically uncomfortable days. There are emotionally uncomfortable days, but every moment is a chance to check in with yourself, reconnect and re-invite a different type of energy into your body. Love that. And I will use all of those as reminders for myself once a month when I get my period because I have been guilty of saying I feel like a whale. And now I'm going to be like, and whales are beautiful. Yeah, yeah. They are beautiful creatures. (laughs) So thank you, Lisa, for leading us in this discussion. And we hope it's helpful to some of you out there for sure. We love to hear from you. So make sure you email us. Lisa, can you give them that? Our email is hello at outweighpodcast.com. And we love hearing from you and we love getting your DMs and your shares on social media are the absolute best because that's how you help us share our amazing guest stories who are putting such good information out there into the universe. Yeah, and if you want to make sure that you're following our podcast, it's no longer subscribe. I think it's a follow button. So just make sure you look for that follow button and hit that and then episodes will automatically download for you every Saturday when they go up. And then you can rate and review. That's always another super helpful thing that we appreciate. So until next Saturday, we'll see you then. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero.